drink it in now. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in now. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, everybody's favorite day of the week, Friday here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. I'm your host, Derek Oakery. You guys can find me on Twitter at Derek Oakery. That's spelled D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. You guys know what it is. You can see it on the artwork here on the Kool-Aid cast. We hope you hit subscribe. And it's Friday at Chicago. It's Detroit on Sunday. And I was lucky enough to get Dr. Joey Christopoulos to come back on the show here on a Friday to talk straight up football because I got some Bears questions I got to ask him. So, Joey, we had fun on the Wednesday show. You're back to talk your Bears. How you doing? Derek, thank you so much for having me back. I'm really excited to have you watch my personal sports mental breakdown on Friday <laughs> talking about my Bears. Let's do it, man. Absolutely, man. Lots to get into. So, you you were nice enough too to have me on your show, Believe in Betting Chicago, on the Believe Podcasting Network. So we talked about, you know, you asked me a lot of Lions questions. We're gonna turn the tables here, and you know, the I thought maybe leave this to the end, but instead I moved it all the way up to the top because I think it's the main thing to talk about. I mean, I want to know what you saw from Justin Fields in his first NFL start after a lot of preseason buzz. Everybody could not wait to see this guy get on the field. Then he has a rocky outing, and now people are saying, oh, he's not ready. Sit him back down. Like, what did you see? Because I didn't catch this ball game. All I saw was the numbers. Those can obviously be deceiving. What happened in this ball game with Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears? Let's start off first by saying the the whole readiness question, which I think is actually a very fair thing to ask yourselves the question about. Is any really any rookie quarterback ever really ready to take over and become the person that they're supposed to become? Everyone wants to talk about, you know, we always sat Patrick Mahomes and Rodgers and and but Wilson started away right away, and none of these guys really became the players that they were in that very first year. So from that prism and look around the league, Lawrence. Wilson, Mac Jones, they're not really lighting it up either. They're throwing tons of picks, and maybe Justin Fields can say to himself, well, at least I didn't throw a pick in this game because it was absolutely brutal and terrible to watch. The biggest problem, though, is to figure out how to exactly objectively look at Justin Fields' play in Week 3 after the game plan that head coach Matt Nagy put out there onto the field. I cannot express this enough, Derek. It was one of the most confusing mind-boggling game plans I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm doing the Believe in Bears pods with four defensive end Corey Wooten on Wednesdays, and he's he's bringing up all these game plans. He's talking about all these different ways where the, you know Justin Fields, roll him out, do a boot, move the pocket, maybe try a screen pass, do all this other stuff. They did none of this action. And real quick, just to put a bow on it, there was a really interesting, you know, this is released on a Friday. You know, earlier in the week, Albert Breer came on Chicago radio station. And he talked to a lot of people in the Browns 
uh, in the Browns building. And he said, you know, what did you think about, you know, you got nine sacks against the Bears. How are you guys feeling? They said, you know what? We were absolutely shocked at what the Bears did in terms of putting Justin Fields in the positions that he was in. Case an example, he had about 42 dropbacks, nine sacks, 13 quarterback hits. That's about 22. So every other thing he was getting hit by some sort of Cleveland Brown at one point or another. They ran under center plays only like three times. They ran shotgun most of the time. And what the Browns were saying was what they knew from what they were doing with Justin Fields under all during the summer was that they were running plays with him under center, not at shotgun. Even in Ohio State, you saw a lot of shotgun action, but Justin Fields actually lobbied Ryan O'Day to get more under center snaps because he felt comfortable. He was able to kind of deceive the defense a little bit. The Bears just said, okay, well, you know, thanks for that, Justin Fields. We're not going to do that. And they ran something that was just a version of the Nick Foles offense that led to six losses last year and completely didn't give this dude a single chance to win other than just put a meat suit on him and drop him into a lion cage, pun intended, because we're on the lion's pod right now. <laughs> so, man, I don't know. I, you know I, I'm not ready to bury a 21-year-old kid. I am, however, ready to you know, really get the pitchforks out for our head coach, Matt Nagy, because this, this isn't working, and he's supposed to be some sort of offensive genius. I'm not seeing it. All right, we'll get to him and your general manager here in a moment, but, but break it down for me. Like, I saw, what was it, one net passing yard i mean like you you mentioned the sacks did did you see any signs of of his ability to to read defenses to throw the ball down the field why why were they not using design runs i mean what what did you see or why were those numbers so atrocious yeah so a couple of different things to to dive into that now I'll, i'll get to justin fields in just a second yeah 47 net yards if you take that off with all the you know the sacks and everything it gets down to one yard the first play of the game was a 16 yard counter run to david montgomery where they actually brought two tight ends and they ran them on trips on one side and then went david montgomery the other way that play actually worked they didn't run it again man they did five man protection I think on the on the 13 of the 20 pass attempts that Justin Fields had, which means he had no chip help from tight ends. He had no deception. He just lined up the five guys in front of him in shotgun and said, hey, let's rock and roll. I don't think that's what you do to a rookie quarterback. Now let's talk about Justin Fields and more a little bit closer to your question. I definitely think that there was four or five throws that I think we can be critical about with Justin Fields. There was one moment where he tried to force the ball into Cole Komet when he had Dave Montgomery wide open in the flat. I think there was another moment when Mooney actually broke off his route tree and found a little space, and Justin Fields held onto the ball a little bit too long, didn't get it out of his hands. There was another moment, too, where Cole Komet got over the linebacker into that little soft space in between the secondary and linebackers. Could have hit him there, didn't work out. Goodwin made a nice little uh, deke on another cornerback at one point. When Fields rolled out to the left, he could have hit him for a big gain. But you know what? I don't know how to, I don't know how to feel about it, man. When you're in the boxing ring and you're taking punches to the face, how many punches to the face can you take before you just start balling up and start protecting yourself for dear life when you're not even looking for moments that are advantageous for you to get some shots in yourself? So, I mean, Justin Fields, I don't even know how to grade it, man. It's an INC, um, and I'm not more encouraged. I'm not necessarily as discouraged as I was you know, with this performance. It was just so poor. And, man, look, man, you know, you're a Lions fan. I'm a Bears fan. The Bears have lost by a lot of games by 20 points. I've seen a ton of those games in my life. It just never looked like that before. We could have lost by 250 points. Our offense was perhaps maybe the the worst I've 
I've ever seen it, and I don't want to overact because it's 2021. I don't want to be that kind of guy, but, man, I'm trying to rack my brain around. This goes into the pantheon of awful Bears offensive performances, and I think it starts at the head coach, and I do not lay it at the feet of Justin Fields at this time. Well, here, here's where we're at here on the Detroit side of things going in this ball game. Like we just we came off a really our best performance of the year against the Ravens. Uh, heartbreaking loss. We we talked about that on Wednesday. We talked about that on your show. And, and you guys coming off this horrible performance against a very good Cleveland Browns team, a team that can get after the quarterback, has some unique players in the in the middle of their defense, whether it be Wus uh, Kermoa, uh, the linebacker that I wanted the Lions to draft in the second round or some of the other attacking players they have at the back end at safety and whatnot. So I could see where that would give a young quarterback trouble, I guess. So so we're coming at it going like, hey, we, we played one of our better games. You guys played a horrible game. Most people in Detroit are saying, you know, again, unfortunately, this is the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. We drink it in and talk optimistic about the Lions. There's so many Detroit Lions fans that have seen bad football for decades and decades that are like, this is the coming out party right here for Justin Fields. This is the get right game for the Chicago Bears. This is exactly what they doctor ordered, which they also said for Aaron Rodgers in week two and that Lamar was going to tear us up and that this, you know, so there's quite a few people here that are just thinking, oh boy, here we go. You know, the, the kid's going to totally bounce back. He's going to throw it all over the yard. He's going to run all over us. He's going to do all this in his house and everyone's going to just absolutely love this player again that the Chicago Bears moved up to get to. So, where are you at with that? Do you think that's the case, that he'll just blow up and play great? Or are you thinking, man, this is going to be another odd outing at home against the Detroit Lions? I have to be honest with you. At this point right now, I would tell those Lions fans that you absolutely have a chance this weekend. You absolutely have a chance to beat us. Now, maybe if we go over to the Bears' defense a little bit, who I know you're not as high on as I am, and the jury's out just a little bit, I think we, that we match up really well against the Lions heading into this week. The Bears' front seven versus Jared Goff, I like that matchup. Your wide receivers versus our you know, vulnerable secondary, I think that's kind of a, a net neutral. That's a wash to me, so I think that's a good thing for the Bears. But in terms of the offense, man, dude, look, I think the Lions absolutely have a chance in this game because I'll tell you this, my faith in our head coach right now is at the lowest point <laughs> it, it, easily in the Matt Nagy era, maybe with any head coach I've ever had since, I don't know, even the Trestman era, I felt like I had more offensive faith than anything. Just, Just imagine this. And man, like you guys, you drafted, you drafted Penny Sewell. You know what I mean. You have this guy that you like a whole lot on your team. Just imagine we dra- drafted Justin Fields five months ago, and we're just sitting around. You would think that very night, man, we just drafted Justin Fields. Matt Nagy goes home and he starts drawing up plays, right? That like our Justin Fields plays. Man, now I get to do this. Man, and now we get to do that. Look at the speed. Look at all this different stuff that we can do. He's been waiting five months to start the guy that he wanted to start. And even if he is a little green and he's not seasoned and maybe, you know, his second, third progression isn't as sharp or as tight as we want it to be, the type of game plan that he called was for Andy Dalton. I mean, he was calling, you know, Andy Reid's shotgun offense that we ran last year with Nick Foles when we lost six games in a row. The guy looked like he hadn't even thought about Justin Fields in five months, man. So I have to be honest with you, until proven otherwise – I think the Lions absolutely have a chance to win this weekend. Um, Would it break my heart if it does? Yeah, absolutely. Am I going to root for the Bears? Yes. Am I going to talk myself into the Bears winning this weekend? Absolutely. But in terms of, uh, you know, the the bounce back performance, Justin Fields coming out party, 
us putting up 35 on you guys, 40 points. At this point, I just don't see it, and I'm happy to be proven wrong, and I'm happy to stand up and say I was wrong, but I'm not banking on that right now. Very, very interesting. So this is what I want to do. Uh, each question, as, as the great host that you are on all your different pods, you've 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 steered me, most of them ending with with hatred towards uh, the head coach of the Chicago Bears. So what I want to <laughs> yeah, do well, that's where I'm at, buddy. <laughs> is, is I want to get to that more. I want to let you ran a little bit more. I want to get to your defense, which you mentioned, which, yes, I don't think is that great. Uh, you know, we'll get to that on the back half of the show. I also have some questions about your playmakers, all that. But the reason I'm taking this whole first segment to talk about the quarterback is because we both know that's really all that matters with your football team and most teams in the National Football League. So the fact that he got to play, everyone's hype. He has a bad performance. Now they're not hype. The Lions are coming in. So certain people are hype. Certain people are like, we don't know what we're going to get. We really have no idea what may happen when this ball's kicked off on Sunday. But Joey Christopoulos at Joey Sports Guy, I want to know. Are you 100% that Justin Fields starts this football game? Because the rumor innuendo is that your head coach, who is a former genius, an offensive genius, has said, oh, all three quarterbacks are are up for grabs. Maybe it's Dalton. Maybe it's Foles. Maybe it's Fields. They're trying to play that game with the, with the Lions, who are probably like, we really don't care who it is, and we'd much rather have Foles or Dalton. So is it going to be Fields no matter what when they really kick it off? I think it is going to be Fields. I wouldn't read too much into it right now. Again, this episode is airing on a Friday. We're taping this on a Tuesday. So Wednesday, Thursday practices, we're going to have to see how it goes. So don't quote me on it. But, man, also just a little inside of what's going on with the Bears right now. After the game, Matt Nagy stood up and said, hey, this loss is on me. I should have done better to prepare, which he should have done, and he absolutely deserved to do. That very next morning at Hallis Hall, the dude was like an hour and a half late to his press conference, and a lot of people thought he was actually getting fired. And then he walks in and then does this press conference, where which you're alluding to, where he says, Justin Fields has a hand, we're evaluating Andy Dalton with his knee, and Nick Foles is on the table to possibly start. <laughs> it's sort of, I don't even know, it, it, it's, it feels a little bit, I don't even want to say train wreck, because trains are still running, and then they fall over and tip over and fall on fire. This is more of like a car that's kind of driving towards a brick wall a little bit. <laughs> car is still in motion, so I'm not exactly sure what happens next. But just for him to come out there and say that, he also said he was evaluating everything. A lot of Bears fans right now want him to turn over play-calling duties over to anybody. Bill Lazor, call up and be the 100th caller on you know B96 radio, and maybe you'll become the <laughs> offensive coordinator. We don't care. We just don't want it to be Matt Nagy anymore. So for him to come out there and say that, I found it to be very interesting. X-rays on Justin Fields' hand were negative. Again, hand, I don't know if that means finger. I don't know what happened. We don't know when it happened in the game. I would still anticipate Justin Fields starting. And, you know, Andy Dalton at this point, I don't think he's just ready to get back out there and play. He's not a very mobile guy to begin with. So you'd want him as close to 100% as possible with that bone bruise. I think it will be Justin Fields in week four. Lots of interesting content there. I mean, Joey... Just like a, a top-level quarterback, I mean, Justin Fields might have a low completion percentage or bad numbers, but my friend, you have a perfect rating there of working every question back to how horrible <laughs> Nagy is as your head coach. So congratulations there, everybody. Let's take a quick break from our sponsors. i got to pepper Joey with a few more questions. We'll also get his game predictions before we close out this short show here talking Lions-Bears. Everybody, we'll be right back. You ready? Showtime. Showtime. 
On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, everybody. This goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, It's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, Kool-Aid drinkers, thank you so much for listening to our sponsors. That really helps out the show. Hit that subscribe button. Share this with a friend. Really appreciate that. Go go put at Joey Sports Guy in the Google machine or any other platform, and he's going to come up. Um, like, I, like I said, I, I now have deemed him uh, the, the Cha-King here on the Kool-Aid cast. I mean, it's <laughs> only only appropriate to look for him in, the, in those commercial spots. But seriously, Joey, like I peppered you quarterback, 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 and you just kept going head coach on me. So I'm just going to go right into it here on the second segment. How much longer does Nagy and Pace, for that matter, the GM, keep their jobs here? I mean, is it a couple more losses? Is it if they lost to the Lions in, in dramatic fashion or got beat down? Would that be the end of it? Like, when is this going to end? And I guess what would your hope be? I mean, uh, if, if they make that type of change, because that's a that's a big move, even if you're not happy with the head coach and the GM. Well, I'm really glad you asked that question because those of you at home right now playing the every time Joey brings up Matt Nagy drinking game, oh, we're oh going to take some shots, my friend. So I'm glad you asked that question. Uh, to answer it, uh, not to be glib, but to be as serious as I can, we're talking days, Derek. Days. Oh, I mean, my. that performance was so bad. So I'm, I'm believing bears on my podcast. I have questioned Matt Nagy's job security three times. The first time was last year when they lost their fifth game in a row. The second time was the following week after they lost their sixth game in a row. And the third time was this very last podcast. Because it isn't just about losing to the Browns. It's about the big 
picture, man. I mean, we've talked on this podcast before. I don't think the Chicago Bears are going to go out and win the Super Bowl. I don't even think they're going to be able to compete with the NFC North right now for a division title with the Packers. But what we want to see is Justin Fields developing and making mistakes, but also giving us glimmers of hope for the possible future. And if Matt Nagy is going to continue to treat Justin Fields the way that he did against the Cleveland Browns, not only could he possibly ruin the kid, but on top of that, we're not going to get to that spot where we want to get to. And I will be honest with you, after that kind of loss, coming home to play a division rival, and honestly, you know, I don't even care if it's the Lions. It could be the Vikings or the Packers. If you go to one and three and put up that kind of offensive showing again, that kind of caveman-like play calling one more time, I think there's cause for firing. Now, caveat to that, the Chicago Bears have never fired a coach in the middle of a season ever before, so that would actually take a whole lot. But at the same time, the season is young enough. The guy's four years in. You call him offensive genius, and you – and look, man, you have every single right to drip all the sarcasm on top of that sentence as much as you want, man, because the dude has done nothing to prove that he is a genius of anything other than possibly ruining Mitch Trubisky and possibly ruining Justin Fields moving forward. And that's going to be one of the mysteries of Chicago moving forward is like, I personally don't think Mitch Trubisky is a top flight quarterback, but I definitely think it's fair to say that Matt Nagy certainly didn't help him and perhaps maybe poisoned him in different ways. In terms of the general manager... The thing that the Chicago Bears fans are asking themselves right now is if you fire Matt Nagy, are you saying general manager Ryan Pace just gets to stay? No, no, no. He'd probably be out the door too as well. So can you do that? Can you fire your GM and your coach in the middle of September like this? I mean, I don't know. It's a big ask. I mean, but it's at the point now where this is getting pretty cataclysmic. And remember, you know, for the Lions perspective, and we've talked about this, which is why I'm I'm – you know, I'm not optimistic about you guys this year. I haven't been a stranger about that, but I'm optimistic for you guys moving forward because of the draft capital you got back with Jared Goff and the Matthew Stafford deal. The Chicago Bears do not have a first-round pick next year. We have a defense that is either, if some people want to debate, in their prime or on the very cusp of being past their prime in a lot of different areas in the field. Now is the time to be competitive and if we go to one and three and Matt Nagy continues to call plays the way that he is, there's a 0% chance we can be competitive. So rubber meets the road starting this Sunday, in my opinion. Joey, you hit me with a lot there. And like here on the Kool-Aid cast, everybody knows we like to have a little fun, laugh. They also know I like to have a little fun with the soundboard. So I'm going to kind of sum up your your all the info that you just brought to the show oh, with a few clips here, if I green. may. So I think... This first goes out to any of you that have been playing the at Joey Sports Guy versus Matt Nagy drinking game. You are probably uh, doing this right now. Struggling. <laughs> for, for, <laughs> for anyone that had Justin Fields in fantasy last week because you were ready for him to blow up. I mean, your team. Struggling. <laughs> Matt Nagy Ooh. looking at his play sheet, looking confused, trying to pull out crayons and figure out something to do that might work. Struggling. Ryan Pace with his draft selections, never having picks and just sort of moving up for guys and then those guys getting hurt and giving away picks and paying over paying for certain players. I mean, struggling. I mean, I I, I think they're the overall team. I mean, you know, Joe, just give, give it to him. I mean, the Bears right now are, are you know, there with other teams in the league. Struggling. But... I, I mean, well, did you know, I, did I, I but honestly, though, what's, what's frustrating about it, just real quick, Derek, is what's frustrating about it is to this point so far, our defense actually has gotten off to 
a good start in two of the three games. The Rams game obviously was garbage. Everyone saw that. But against the Bengals, they played really well. Last week against the Browns, man, we were in that game. Baker was not playing well. We had five sacks. We stopped them on multiple fourth downs. We were stopping them on third and short. It was just that the the Cleveland Browns offense was on the field for 40 minutes in that game. So by the time the second half comes around, you throw a screen pass to Kareem Hunt. And this team's been gassed all day long. You know, that's when the dam breaks, right? And that's when the stats start to get racked up a little bit. So that's what's frustrating. The Bears' defense so far has been, I would say, solid. I'm not saying great, but, you know, B minus B so far, definitely right there. So the defense is not struggling, in your opinion. No, I, I, I don't think so. And I expect them, I expect them to play really well. Um, I expect them to play really well on Sunday. I think Hawkinson might be a matchup problem, but we've been great against the run so far. And again, with the receivers and Jared Goff, I think that they can have a very strong showing on Sunday. I believe that. Okay. Is Cleo Mack going to play? Good question. Um, you know, as long as Khalil Mack's been in the Chicago Bears uniform, he usually is questionable or limited in practice all week with shoulder, knee, whatever. His foot injury is legitimate. Keep in mind, he had that foot injury. He came back, and two plays later, he picked up a sack. And then four or five, you know, two drives later, he helped contribute to another sack. So the dude played well. I'd expect to see him, you know, questionable, limited, all week long, Lions fans. But end of the day, I do think he probably suits up on Sunday. I don't know. This is Tuesday talking right now, so we'll see how it goes. But at this point, I think he would probably trend towards playing. Who is the one offensive player for the Bears that the could could beat the Lions or could give that defense fits? I mean, as of right now, my God, man, it's there's so few options to choose from. I have to go with Dave Montgomery, and I know, man, you know you you know you've been a little um you felt like the jury's a little bit out on Dave Montgomery so far. I will just say this: that the dude runs hard. If you play defense against Dave Montgomery. I just don't think that you're that excited because you're going to have to take some hits. You're going to have to try and bring that dude down. And I think really it has to sort of start and end with him right now. If the jury's out a little bit with the INC that Justin Fields just put up, if the coaching staff, I won't name his name. Oh, screw it. I'm going to name his name. Matt Nagy, drink it in, everybody. You know, if you if you don't feel great about him right now, it has to start and begin with Dave Montgomery. Allen Robinson has disappeared to this point. Not his fault. They just won't get him the ball. Darnell Mooney hasn't shown up at all. They only targeted Cole Komet once. Jimmy Graham's played six snaps. They dressed five tight ends last week against the Cleveland Browns and didn't use any of them the whole game. So whatever. That's a story for another time. I, I think it is Dave Montgomery. You guys are definitely going to want to put your hat on him and stop him if you guys you know, want to have a chance at uh, making a Bears afternoon really tough for us. Okay, okay. Lions always kind of say they want to stop the run first. Uh, they've done decent at it, but I, I do like how Montgomery continues to play pretty well. Um, second to last question here. I'm turning the tables on you because you did this to me on your show. What's the one thing that the Detroit Lions have to do to win on Sunday against your Chicago Bears? Off the top of my head, I think, you know, obviously with the offensive game plan, I think the idea is just going to be trying, you know, sort of stay home a little bit. Your defensive front against our offensive line, our offensive line has not played very well. It's been pretty spotty at times. I think getting home to them. I think on the defensive side of things for you guys, I think it's just about ruining expectations early for us. And by that I mean in the first quarter, early second quarter, just have those – 
those bad three and outs put us in those third and 17 situations where we start kind of getting down on ourselves, starting doubting ourselves, get that, get that confidence going on your side of the football. I think that's going to be huge offensively. I really think it's going to come down to, I do like Deandre Swift a whole lot. I think it's going to come down to TJ Hawkinson. I think in the past, the bears, Roquan Smith, great linebacker. The other linebacker next to him has been kind of a bit of a turnstile. It's Alec Ogletree right now. Cause Danny Trevathan's on the IR in the past. Bears defenses give up points to to tight ends. I mean, that's just the way it is. And I think for you guys right there, the golf Hawkinson connection on those third and fives, third and fours, third and sixes. I'm not saying third and long. I'm not saying third and short. That middle area, the third and mid right there, those connections right there to keep the chains going is definitely going to be important. And, you know, I think Lions can all agree on this one too. If you guys put together four quarters of football, especially offensively, you guys have a great chance to beat us in this game because we are in the same boat. We cannot put together four quarters of offensive football either. So a little consistency, a little scoring here and there, keep the pressure on us, keep that bad juju rolling for the Bears right now because offensively we have no confidence. If you can help feed into that a little bit, you guys are going to have a great chance to steal an upset and get on the board with a win this year. There it is. Uh, Joey asked me on his show, and I was kind of like, oh, man, I, I don't want to like say why the Bears are going to beat my Lions. What kind of question is that? So I had to do that to him as well. But uh, interesting takes by you. And now let's get to the good stuff. Let's end this show with a game prediction and a score prediction where we can cut a promo and whoop it up for our teams because you, you know we're, we're, we're going to be each side of the fence on this one. Who you got? What's the score? How is it going to go down Sunday, 1 p.m. in the Windy City? Well, Derek, just like my Chicago Bears, I'm one and two on my picks this year. This one, again, is not so much a, a load of confidence and something that's coming deep from inside of my heart, but really it's more actually as something for my sanity. I'm going to go Bears win 20-17. to 17. I don't think it's honestly, we talked about all these things that we want to see and if they're successful in this and that. I kind of see a little bit of an ugly game on both sides of the football, to be honest with you. I think, you know, there could be a low-scoring first half, you know, a 6-3 to three situation would not shock me. A touchdown here or there can definitely come down to the mix. But I see 20-17, to 17, the Bears win. I think both teams walk off the field dissatisfied. I'm hoping that my team is the one that has the W next to its name. But, again, I don't really have high hopes for – the type of progression that I think maybe the Lions or the Bears want to see on Sunday. I think it might be, what do they call it, Derek? A slobber knocker? I think it might be a slobber knocker. All right. Well, Joey, first thing, for all of you that heard the Wednesday show when Dr. Christopoulos talked me off the ledge, I can't have my team lose by a field goal again. I can't have it. So that three points, we can't have that. First of all, oh, no. I thought... I, I thought I'm having flashbacks, doctor. Anyway, uh, I thought you were going to say low scoring, NFC North, kind of a nasty game. Let me ask you this real quick. What's the weather like in Chicago these days? Because I feel like we're into almost October and it's still like 70 plus degrees and real nice out. Is that what we're expecting? Is it going to be crazy windy or no? Uh, great question, man. I'm, you know, I don't have my, my phone in front of me to check the weather. I, I, I live in Sherman Oaks. I'm still in LA, just all full disclosure there. But also I talked to a lot of family members. It was a little chillier. I'm expecting like, I'm expecting sunny autumn day, to be honest with you. I, you know, okay. I don't know, maybe high fifties, low sixties, okay. somewhere this... in that range. I think the weather is actually going to be pretty decent. The, the bigger question though, is, is that home crowd? 
is that home crowd going to be freezing? <laughs> I, I think that's the part that the Bears fans need to worry about. Yeah, no, here's the thing. The reason I ask is because really the, this is a great time to go to Chicago and play the Bears because I expect the same, like 60s, sunny, 1 p.m., which is my favorite time for NFL football, Lions football to kick off. So as long as the wind isn't howling in that venue, because sometimes when it does, it's hard for the QBs to do anything, and then it becomes a sloppy game. So let's assume the Windy City ain't so windy. Like, I see this as totally different. I see it as kind of a a back-and-forth ball game with some fun plays, some points, maybe some, some defensive turnovers, things like that. And I put this one at, I feel like this is going to be Jared Goff's, you know, best game as well as, um, you know, the Hawkinson's, the Swifts, the weapons you'd expect. Um, Yeah, they're going to be focused on by the Bears, but I think they have another good opportunity to have nice outings. So if I'm looking at this game, I've got it more as like 28, 24, the Detroit Lions. I mean, it's a hard one for me because... I, I do think road games are always tough. I do feel like Justin Fields has a really good opportunity to go from like one net yard to like 300, three touchdowns and a probably 50 plus rushing yards. It's kind of the day I see for him. But like I say, I just see him at that 24 and Jared Goff continuing to dink and dunk and move his way down the field and utilize his weapons. And hopefully that Lions defense is just ferocious enough as they showed last week to be able to get a turnover, maybe make a couple plays and get this win. So as I thought, we've got me with the Lions, you with the Bears, Joey. I mean, two real fun shows this week. We had a lot of fun on the Wednesday. It was great getting your takes on the Bears. I wanted to make this more of like a let's learn about Chicago show. You did great with that. And uh, we're going to know probably uh, mid-afternoon on Sunday how it went down. I'm sure we'll be texting. I'm sure the next time you will on, we, you will be on. We will have some smack talk and somebody will have bragging rights. Yeah, I mean, let's just hope that our teams are kind of trending in better directions than I think what we kind of walked into. We're, we're walking into this convo a little battered and bruised a little bit. Uh, Derek, man, thank you so much for having me on, man. We'll definitely be texting Sunday. Uh, thank you to all the listeners out there for checking out this pod. Hopefully you hop over to Bet on Chicago to check out Derek's guest appearance on my pod, Talking Bears-Lions as well. And Derek, I just got to say, man, Ditka bless you for thinking we scored 24 points on Sunday. Just thank you for that. I'm not even mad that you picked the Lions. I'm just happy it said we, we scored 24 points. What a dream that would be. Matt Nagy, drink. I mean, 24 points. Uh, your, your offense won't be uh, struggling as much as they have. So everybody go check out what Joey's doing. Always really gracious that he comes here on the show. We try to make each other laugh. We talk sports and we're very passionate. So yeah, I hope we both have some W's when we come back. And we also know that it might be a rough year as well. So everybody on the lion side, drink that Detroit Kool-Aid, check out what Joey's doing. And we'll be back here next week, right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Drink it in, man.